You are getting 100% Jody on women taking the lead. A lot of times what holds us back from really, you know, starting something like a blog or a podcast or writing a book or becoming a speaker or a project or what have you, like whatever it is that you have going on that you want to do that you haven't done yet, more often than not, it's our own self-doubt or fear of being exposed and vulnerable and people will see us and then they'll judge us and if I'm not perfect, I won't look good. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. I am wrapping up a pretty awesome week and about to head into another crazy awesome week. So in the last episode, I shared with you my week ahead, which looked like a book signing in Boston on Monday night um, by Jen Sincero. She's the author of You Are a Badass. Then on Tuesday, I was leading my goals workshop in Portland, Maine. And then Wednesday, I was heading to Worcester because on Thursday, I was going to be taking the train into Boston from Worcester and attending the Massachusetts Conference for Women. And I was leading roundtables in the afternoon. And those roundtables were all about podcasting to amplify your personal brand or how to use podcasting to amplify your personal brand. And the week was just... You know, it was one of those weeks where sometimes I had to take it hour by hour and just focus on what I was doing in the moment. But overall, looking back, like, what an amazing week. Like, I I don't know that I could live every week like that, but when those weeks happen, you just have to embrace them and then enjoy all the positive consequences that come from it. So going to the Jensen Chero event, like, it was just a great time to be in the space of a woman who thinks beyond the mundane. Like she really looks as at life like this is your one chance. You're on a ball floating through space with fire shooting over your head. You're lucky to be alive. What are you going to do with that life? And I had an opportunity to catch up and reconnect with a friend in the car ride from this event. And then On Tuesday, you know, I've talked about before how I really shine when I have opportunities to lead people through an experience and help them to learn new things, take on different mindsets, see things differently. And the goals workshop was definitely that. And the great thing is, is I had them fill out evaluation forms. So I feel really good that I did a good job overall. Um, and some of them said I over-delivered, did great. It was worth more money than they paid. And I also got great feedback from them on how I can make it even better. So for those of you who attended that workshop and are listening, thank you so much for taking the time to fill out that form. And then, I mean, what can I say? The Massachusetts Conference for Women. I mean, I got to see Sean Acor and Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, I led roundtables in the afternoon with some amazing women who had either 
just started their podcast or wanted to improve their podcast, or they really wanted to start a podcast, but they they needed more information, they needed a little more guidance. Um, and what I found was overall, they just needed to know, like, they got it. You know, you can do this. It's not as hard as you think it is. And I, I delivered on that. And then the books that I had in the bookstore at the Massachusetts Conference for Women sold out. And I was just flabbergasted by that. It's not like I don't think my book is of value. It is incredibly valuable, especially if you are what I would say, let me throw out some terms, high performer, high achiever, overachiever, type A, go-getter, people pleaser. If any of those things get in your way of really accomplishing what you want to accomplish, and I'm not saying those things get in the way of your being busy, they absolutely help you to be really busy, but are you accomplishing the things and getting the life that you really want. That's what my book is about. So yes, incredibly valuable, but not everybody knows it. And the crazy thing is, is my session wasn't until three o'clock in the afternoon. And before then I had only met up with one person I knew. And we happened to talk about the fact that my book was available there. And she said she was going to grab a copy. So one person who knew me before three o'clock bought my book, but before the three o'clock session, the books were sold out. So all those books were bought by women who hadn't met me first. They were just in the bookstore browsing, picked up my book, read the description and bought it. And that was so validating for me. I can't even tell you. So if you didn't know, I have a book and it's called Accomplished, How to Go from Dreaming to Doing. And if you are interested in purchasing the book, go to my website at womentakingthelead.com and get your copy. What else? My goodness. Um, yeah, heading into another really great week, I was given an opportunity to do a portion of my goal setting workshop for BNI members in the main region. And I'm incredibly grateful to Kelly Mank for reaching out to me and asking if I would be willing to do this. I was like, heck. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, I also have a board meeting for the Maine Women's Conference in the first thing in the morning before that session. And that's always joyful for me and exciting, especially being at the Massachusetts Conference on Thursday to dive right back into what we're creating here in Maine. Now, with Maine, we just had our first event this year. So we're on a smaller scale than the Massachusetts Conference, but that doesn't make what we're doing any less valuable because if we can help any woman to feel more empowered, more confident, to see that she brings value to the world and to speak up and go after those things, oh my goodness, it's so worth it. I'm also leading a workshop for an organization on Tuesday on stress and how to alleviate stress and how to, you know, work better with each other, enjoy each other's company more, how to work within teams. And so that is just exciting to me. And then begins like the couple of weeks before Christmas where I'm connecting with people, having great conversations, talking about, you know, starting coaching in the new year and seeing what's available. 
And also, um, I had my meeting with my mastermind group on Friday. And just from the experience on Thursday with my book selling out, I had already decided that one of my goals for 2019 was to write a second book. And, you know, chatting with my mastermind group, we started setting some dates and looking at, you know, how to fit this in my schedule. So, Gosh, I just feel like I'm on fire right now, and I hope you are having similar experiences. And if you are not, please reach out to me. Um, you can connect with me on any of the social networks, but if you want to email me directly, you can reach me at Jody J-O-D-I, at womentakingthelead.com. I... It's my mission to to help women stop struggling and some men too. I have some male clients too, but you know, for those of you listening, if you're struggling and feeling like you're not getting traction or you're frustrated or you're working really hard and not getting the results you want, I don't want you to experience that and I want to help you get past that. Um and with that I I want to take an opportunity before I dive into the rest of what I'm going to talk about to talk about you know, one of my true loves, Text Expander. Text Expander, the funny thing is when I get the rolling report at the end of the month, it tells me I've saved like 15 minutes worth of time, but I honestly, in my heart of hearts, feel like what Text Expander doesn't know is all the angst and frustration um, and probably more time um, than they realize that they're saving me because if I had to rewrite a lot of this information over and over again, you know what I would do? Because I'm a perfectionist. I would do it differently every time. I would be sitting here thinking about, well, how do I want to say this? What's the best way to say this? How do I communicate this in a way that, you know, expresses what I need the other person to know, but makes them feel valued and validated? Like, Text Expander, take those 15 minutes and probably quadruple them because I am a recovering perfectionist and sometimes it doesn't look very pretty. Um, and so I save a ton of time, but what Text Expander especially wants to underscore is especially if you work within teams, it can multiply your team's productivity, making up to date shared knowledge available instantly. So if you have company messages or, you know, company protocols or anything like that, you can edit it and it's available to everyone as they're sending out emails, as they're, you know, putting proposals together, what have you. So using Text Expander, all of your team's common responses are accessible and searchable through simple abbreviations and keyboard shortcuts. They are written and edited by your best writers. So you don't have to worry about what's going out to the world at large. It's shared with everyone on your team, and it's available on multiple platforms, including Mac OS, iOS, Windows, and the web. And it's updated immediately everywhere when you modify it. So using Text Expander with your team will completely change your life, make you more productive, and leave more time for what you do best. And for larger teams, Text Expander supports single sign-on or SSO and grouping accounts to make onboarding a breeze. So go ahead. If this intrigues you, go ahead and visit textexpander.com forward slash podcast to learn more about Text Expander. And you can also get 20% off your first 
gear. So go ahead, visit textexpander.com forward slash podcast to check it out and see if it's the right solution for you. And if you're driving or running or anything, you didn't catch all that information. If you just easily go to womentakingthelead.com forward slash podcasting, you'll find the link at the bottom in the resources. So that's a nice segue for our next topic, which is podcasting, because I leading the roundtables at the Massachusetts Conference for Women on podcasting was really enlivening for me. But before we get into this, I do want to put out the qualifier. This isn't the type of coaching I do. Like I don't um, guide people through the process of concept to launch of their podcast. What I'm more focused on is helping people overcome the mindsets and the stumbling blocks that hold them back from taking action and getting results. However, this was a perfect opportunity to do that because what I found was the women who were attending these roundtables, it was a little bit of, you know, I, I don't know what I don't know. And then it was also like, I'm fearful, right? A lot of times what holds us back from really, you know, starting something like a blog or a podcast or writing a book or becoming a speaker or a project or what have you, like whatever it is that you have going on that you want to do that you haven't done yet, more often than not, it's our own self-doubt or fear of being exposed and vulnerable and people will see us and then they'll judge us. And if I'm not perfect, I won't look good. And that I would say was the majority of what was showing up. Um, but these women who came to the round table, my goodness, they were so talented and achievers and go-getters and smart and capable. You know, it's, it's awesome to be somebody who can help someone like that get a little bit of information, a little bit of perspective, and then they're off and they're doing the next thing. So thinking about that, that's a lot of you. Like the woman I just described is a lot of you. So Although I'm going to be talking about podcasting here, these questions could be applied to many things in your life. So even if you're not looking to start a podcast, I want you to think about that thing you would like to do. And maybe some of these questions might help you move a little bit forward or get you thinking a little bit more. Um, and so the premise of this roundtable that I was using was, yes, a lot of people are starting podcasts right now, but the quality of the podcast is ranges. Let's, let's just say that it ranges. And some people dive right into podcasting without a real idea of what their end goal is. And so then they can't sustain it. Podcasting is not hard, but it can be time consuming or it can cost you money if you want to free up your time. So you either do the work to do it right, or you pay somebody else to do the work to do it right. And so that can be a barrier to entry or a barrier to sustainability, but this is exactly why podcasting is perfect if you want to use it to amplify your brand, right? You could either be a business owner who wants to get the word out about what you do and connect with your 
ideal audience, or if you're within an organization, can have you stand out, you know, from your colleagues and create the foundation of you as a thought leader and an influencer, right? You're out there speaking your message. And so you're known for that. So, you know, um, your leaders within your organization or leaders within another organization will get to know you and possibly provide you some opportunities because you're standing out, because you're speaking up, because you are doing the do. So here are some questions to ask yourself before you start a podcast or a blog or do that next big thing that you want to do. So number one, what do I want to be known for? You know, before you can amplify your personal brand, be very clear on what your personal brand is all about. This information will give you topic ideas and narrow the focus of what you cover so you are known for exactly what you want to be known for. So the example uh, for women taking the lead and myself, I want to be known as a woman that helps other women own their power, step up as leaders in their own life, and go after what they want. Number two. Who do I want to reach? Who is my ideal audience? Is your audience the movers and shakers in your industry? Are you trying to reach your ideal customers? Are you looking to develop those who will come after you? Being very clear on who you want for your audience will help you customize information and develop a format that will engage the people you want to engage. The women taking the lead example of this is my ideal audience is women who are type A or high achievers, high performers, overachievers, like I described before. They are the ambitious entrepreneurs and the high performers within organizations. They've had a successful career, but they are working really hard and getting burnt out by all the work and they long for success to be easier. Number three, what is my message? What do I want people to know? What do you want to add to the space? You have a unique perspective that nobody else has. So the example for myself and women taking the lead is, I want these women to know that there is a different way to have everything they want. I want them to know that there is a way to achieve more while doing less. I have the tools that can make that happen. Number four, what format or formats will I use to deliver this information? You know, information can be delivered in a variety of ways. Which format would you enjoy most? Which format would your audience enjoy most? Which format would be best for you to accomplish your goals stated in questions number one and number three? So in terms of podcasting, there's interviews, audio blogs, on-air coachings, the news story format, and I'm sure there's many more that I haven't experienced yet, but those are the common ones. So the example for women taking the lead, this podcast started as interview format only, but since then I've expanded to doing audio blog episodes and on-air coaching episodes. Number five, what would be the frequency of my podcast? The frequency of your podcast doesn't matter so much as setting a clear expectation for your audience. If I'm listening to a weekly podcast, I can get disappointed when an episode doesn't come out each and every week. However, some of the podcasts I listen to are released in seasons, kind of like TV seasons, if you think about it that way. 
I enjoy the episodes that are released, and I know there will be a time lapse in between seasons. It's also okay to change the frequency of your podcast, but be sure to inform your audience ahead of time so they know what to expect. So the example here for women taking the lead, this podcast started as a bi-weekly podcast and transitioned to a weekly podcast after two years. This past summer, as many of you know, I let you know that my mother had been diagnosed with cancer and because of that, I would be releasing episodes less frequently. I did promise I would have my muffin update on goals episode out the last week of each month and you guys were great about it, you know, and very accepting and very supportive of what I was going through. So thank you for that. And number six, what do I want people to do as a result of listening to my podcast? You may have a variety of actions you want your audience to take. However, be sure each episode focuses on one call to action or CTA, or your audience will get overwhelmed. Your CTA may simply be to email you with any questions or feedback. You know, don't skip over having a call to action in your episode or it will be a missed opportunity. So some of the calls to actions may be, you know, if you're considering hiring me, reach out to me. You know, you can engage me as a speaker. You can join my mailing list. You can attend my event. You can join my cause, you know. Many people are listening to information and as they're listening to you or reading your blog or what have you, they're wondering, how can I get involved or how can I be a part of this? How can I take this experience to the next level? And if you don't give them an opportunity, they're just kind of, you know, doesn't hurt them, but it kind of leaves them being like, "Mm, okay, great. So I hope that was helpful for you. And if you want to get more information, I have on this post um, some of my best practices for podcasting, as well as the hardware and the software that I use for myself. I am by no means an expert or a teacher on how to select hardware and software that's best for you. But the reason why I shared this was to let you know I do this podcast. I, I'm sitting, you know, at my desk, staring at my monitor. My microphone is a UBS microphone hooked into my laptop. That's how I do this. It's not super fancy. So don't feel like you have to have a souped up studio to have a podcast because you don't. Um, so that's why I shared this information. It wasn't that this is the best way to do podcasting. It was really just to help you see a picture of this is how simple it could be. And if you would like that information, go ahead over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash podcasting. So it's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G. So women taking the lead forward slash podcasting to get all of these questions and then the best practices, hardware and software for podcasting. My goodness. Oh, I have to add one more thing. So at the round table I was leading, I did three different sessions. And in every session, somebody asked me about, you know, do you script your episodes? Do you have bullet points? And, you know, how do you do it? And I was very clear that I am not the type of person that turns on a microphone and just starts talking because the way my mind works, I'm like a squirrel. My mind will go all over the place. If you've done Myers-Briggs, it's what what's called an intuitive thinker. So I have random thoughts that all connect together, but it causes my brain to kind of shoot in different directions. So typically when I turn on a microphone and start 
speaking, I may go off in the weeds for a little while before I come back. And I know as an audience, you may not like listening to my stream of consciousness. (laughs) So I typically script out or bullet list um, my talking points to make sure that I stay on track and don't get random with my thoughts. However, this time, because of everything that was going on and what I wanted to share... (laughs) I turned on the microphone and started talking right up until the point where I shared some of the points I have on the podcasting post. Um, But for the first seven or eight minutes, it was just me sharing my week. So for those of you who are at the round table, I, I didn't lie, but I've done it differently this time. And I think it's because the seed was planted over and over again. And that's the way I roll. Once I get an idea in my head, I can't stop. Um, and I have to try it out. So I hope all of this was incredibly valuable for you. And here's to your success. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson, so here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.